0: Welcome all to those near and far, as today on the first ever episode of Nutrient Notes, we will be diving into an industry that's making a big splash in our global food system, aquaculture. This sector has been a target of much controversy amongst the environmental science community due to concerns that as the fastest growing food producing sector in the world, it has associated negative environmental impacts. Despite these drawbacks to aquaculture that are undoubtedly important to consider, perhaps better suited for a later episode, today we will touch on some of these while primarily focusing on the current role of aquaculture as a biophysically beneficial alternative to other majorly consumed protein sources. Secondly, we will look at how this sector may be a solution towards achieving a food landscape that is secure and evenly distributed across the globe. And lastly, we will touch on the future implications for the sector and how this growth can be done in a sustainable way. Before we get into these ecological impacts, let's gain some broader context as to why fish and fish products will continue to be a major contributor to our diets. More than half the global population, or 3 billion people, live within 200 kilometers of the coast. This figure is expected to double to 6 billion by 2025. These changing global demographics will inherently create increased demand and reliance upon fish and fish products. As demand continues to grow internationally, fishing practices have been seen to result in over-harvesting, and in turn, degradation of marine habitats to meet these global food needs. Although we're seeing a growth rate of aquaculture-related production of 10% per year, we must look to areas around the world with production potential to expand aquaculture operations, as well as where to provide technology transfers to unregulated farming practices so that further degradation of coastal ecosystems is minimized aquaculture is not going anywhere. Since wild-caught fisheries are becoming increasingly obsolete due to countless instances around the globe where unsustainable and environmentally damaging practices have occurred, our fish protein sources will need to come from farmed operations. Speaking of sustainable protein, let's now dive into some of the biophysical advantages provided by aquaculture in feeding our growing population. When we look to one of the ultimate roles of fish within our diets, providing us with protein, here is where farmed fish products show their potential amongst other protein sources. As outlined in a highly comprehensive study by Poor and Nibacek in 2018, they ranked the impacts of various protein sources in regard to a myriad of impact categories. Today, to gain a snapshot look into this detailed study, we will solely be looking into GHG and land use impacts. Let's start with GHG emissions. When looking at the primary source of protein in our diets, beef, poultry, and pig meat, farm fish performs very close to poultry meat. Farm fish has a mean of 6.0, whereas poultry has a mean of 5.7 kilograms of CO2 equivalent emitted per 100 grams of protein this GHG performance is considerable, particularly as we look to other heavily consumed protein sources such as pig meat and beef, where pig is a meat of 7.6, and beef from beef herds has a whopping 50 kilograms of CO2 equivalent emitted per 100 grams. So when looking purely at the GHG emissions of our diets, this shows that if you choose to eat meat, consuming farm fish performs approximately the same to the lowest emitting protein source, chicken. Secondly, looking to land use impacts, it's apparent that the majority of land use for farm fishing will occur from storage and processing as the actual farming occurs in the water. This is not to be overlooked. Land use and soil degradation from agriculture is an issue that continues to be compounded by our growing population, as well as with demand for pig, beef, and poultry protein. This is where aquaculture presents a viable solution. Since greater than 11.4 million square kilometers of the ocean are suitable for fish production, this demonstrates the potential for expanding aquaculture while reducing land use impacts. Taking a more detailed look into these land use impacts from poor and beef from beef herds has an average of 164 meters squared per year of land use. Pig takes up 11 meters squared, poultry at 7.1, and farm fish with the lowest land usage at 3.7 meters squared per year. Industrial beef production has clearly been a large driver of land usage and subsequently degradation of fertile land. It's predicted that by 2050, the total levels of arable land will be only one-quarter of the levels that they were in 1960, or 75% loss. Now let's move into some of the nutritional and food security benefits provided by aquaculture, as there's much more to the picture than simply biophysical impacts. The UN Food and Agriculture Organization estimates that over 1 billion people across the globe rely on fish as their primary source of animal protein. As fish is generally cheaper than other sources of animal meat, fish products are in turn more accessible and provide increased food security, particularly for those living in poverty or in low socio-economic conditions. Additionally, aquaculture provides a source of economic security for approximately 500 million people across the globe, the majority of which live and operate within developing nations. With advances in aquaculture technologies over the past 30 years, developing nations have been able to double their animal protein consumption per capita. Although this comes with cost to the environment, this expansion has increased accessibility for fish, meat, and households across the globe, diversified diets, and increased protein, mineral, and vitamin content to the diets of those experiencing food insecurity. So, Farm fishing clearly presents a promising alternative to other protein sources in terms of increasing food security, GHG emissions, and land use impacts. However, we must note that overfishing and degradation of marine habitats remains a pressing issue within the sector. For this, we will briefly look at Australia as an example, given that the nation has been a hot topic in global fish provision due to the rapid growth of aquaculture, its growth potential, and global trading contributions within the nation. As stated by Reynolds in 2016, overfishing affects 40% of Australia's managed fish stocks. If these current overfishing trends continue, fish stocks across the globe could collapse in the next 40 years. The majority of its impacts from aquaculture are attributed to the harvesting techniques used. For example, a study by Farmery in in 2015 identified demersal trying to be responsible for the highest ecosystem impacts as well as the highest carbon-emitting aquaculture technique. This shows that when looking at the impacts of aquaculture and its future of mass expansion across the world, we must primarily look into the various fishing practices and techniques used to minimize its ecological disturbances. Aquaculture is far from perfect. However, the sector is essential in filling a much-needed gap for healthy and nutritious protein provision amongst our growing population. To do it sustainably and avoid further degradation in marine habitats, we need to improve access to technology. This includes improved feeding systems to increase feed efficiency and minimize environmental costs. This includes biotechnology to treat fishborne diseases and digitalization for improving revenue streams to developing nations and help to effectively scale production. Much environmental degradation in the sector occurs either through mismanagement and lack of regulation on commercial practices or lack of infrastructure for smaller more subsistence based farms. Therefore, policy that is context-specific rather than one-size-fits-all will be a pinpoint towards achieving this sustainable fish provision landscape. Placing stricter regulation upon highly ecologically damaging practices like demersal trawling and feeding systems, while improving access to technology for growing farms, will help to expand the sector while closing the gap between production and consumption across the globe. Thank you all for tuning in, and I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your week. See you next time.